blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today it looks like we made it to the 2023 TTT Tournament Championship, baby. We're here. Bow, 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 bow. We're excited about this one. Man, how far we have come. In one corner, he made his way to the tournament by beating Stacy Melquist, Jane Hansen, and Micah Easter in his play-in derby. Then once officially in, he had to fiercely battle through the likes of Greg Johnson, Sarah Calori, and former champ Scott Barber to make his second finals appearance in a row. It's King Jeremy Goodson. Hey, Jeremy. In a row? Didn't, in a row, yeah. in a row, not 36 or 37. 37. 37, yes. I'm 37? No, not at all. <laughs> Two in a row. Hey, Jeremy, give everybody a little reminder about you. Uh, I am Jeremy. I'm from the Chicagoland area. Uh, IT tech by day, trivia nerd, and Twitch streamer by night. Yes, sir. You also do some fantastic trivia hosting on your own. So everybody go make sure you check that out. And in the other corner, this first-time tourney combatant had to beat Michael Corbin, Simon Hood, and James Campbell in his play-in derby, then taking down the phenomenal players of Michael Turner, Josh Wenrick, and Cheyenne Fletcher. It's Matt the Soul Man Coleman. Hey, Matt, welcome back. Thanks for having me. I'm hoping this you know, Cinderella story can continue here. Yep, very excited. You are, you were, uh, no one, not to say no one knew you, but you hadn't done uh, the tournament before. So it's very exciting to see how far you've come. So, uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name's Matt. I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm an attorney up here and love playing some trivia. So excited to play and also echo go, uh, listen to Jeremy's stuff because I have played before and it is quite good. So everybody should check it out. There you go. All right. Well, it is, uh, time so let's get ready to rumble and let's get ready to learn the rules entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia here are the rules round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized if you answer incorrectly your opponent has the chance to steal and the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, so now that everybody knows the rules to our little show, I want to get to know Matt and Jeremy just a little bit better. And I was thinking about some of my favorite guilty pleasures out there. There's some terrible movies that I watch, but I love them. I just love them and I don't care. And so I want to know what is your 
favorite guilty pleasure movie? Wow. <laughs> I think yeah, you, you feel a little bit bad. You feel a little bit dirty after you watch it. You're like, you know what? I don't care. I still like it. I still love it. I think you've described every movie that I like. So this is going to take a while. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Like that doesn't narrow it down at all, because what could be normal for one person is a guilty pleasure for somebody else. Sure. All right. Well, I have my choice. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so if you're going to pick a guilty pleasure movie and you don't pick a Nicolas Cage movie, I just feel like you're doing it wrong. So uh, and which better one than watching him and John Travolta try to one up each other and who can chew the scenery the best? I'm going to go face off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mmm, peach. I could eat a peach for hours. But what about you, Jeremy? Man, uh, this is a really tough one. I watch so many movies. <laughs> um, uh, you know, one that I, I, I'll just say, I don't know if it, I guess it'd be a guilty pleasure because I enjoy watching it, even though uh, I think the TV show got shafted. Uh, but I'm going to go with Serenity because I really enjoy that movie. Okay. I I love both of those films. And the problem is I don't consider either of them guilty pleasures. Nicolas Cage is, is was phenomenal and Face Off is phenomenal. And Serenity is also fantastic and, and I don't think anybody feels bad about the show. So that makes it a very tough question or tough one to answer which one I would go for. Um I mean for me I throw like something like The Room. I love The oh. Room. I've seen it a lot. I own it <laughs> it's uh <laughs> yeah i yeah I've, I've met tommy wiseau a couple times i've met greg sestero the beard a couple times i've taken pictures with all of them and lisa uh if you guys know the room it's it's i i, yeah. I have signed. i <laughs> used to have a signed. used to have a signed football by tommy as well I had him sign it i used to show up in a tuxedo and, and football um yeah i was one of those guys but I mean, between the two, the overtopness of Nick Cage, I've got to go with that one. Just because Serenity is, is just a damn good movie. And I, I don't I know agree. if there's anything guilty about it. So I can at least give the guiltiness to Nick Nick Cage. I think it's more that it's like the, re, the, the way I look at it is it's considered like almost like a cult classic because okay. it's got its fan base. But sure. No, I would totally give this Nick Cage, too. So. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm not uh, arguing my case. It's just. <laughs> sure. All right, Matt, that means you get to pick first in our championship game. Well, I guess after that, I'm going to have to go with movies. Makes sense. And let's start off in the 90s. And we've got a question from Will Boylan. Thank you, Will. The 1993 movie Airborne, starring a very young Jack Black and Seth Green, among others, is centered mainly around what 90s fad? 90s movies should be... As is evident by my answer before, 90s movies should be right in the heart of my wheelhouse. And I just, I do not know this movie at all. It sounds like perhaps this is a guilty pleasure movie I should check out in the future. Um, I love this movie. So now I just have to think of a 90s fad that would fit. Can you read it one more time for me? Of course. The 1993 movie Airborne, starring a very young Jack Black and Seth Green, among others, is centered mainly around what 90s fad? I don't have a good guess. I'm just going to say, I'm going to say snowboarding. Snowboarding is incorrect. Jeremy, I can tell by your sly little smirk there. You know this one. 
Uh, I think you went with the wrong uh, X Games uh, event there. I believe, if I remember this movie correctly, they were all uh, rollerbladers. They were rollerbladers. They were all kind of street in line, like downhill rollerbladers. It was honestly, it is a guilty pleasure. It's a fun movie. I like it. I like it. So, all right. Jeremy is starting things off with the steel. And what category do you want to go to? Let's go toys and games. It's also the 90s. Wow. All right. What educational business simulation video game first released in 1993 allowed players to design and manage their own Jurassic Park? Oh, my God. I just love this game. Uh, Dino Park Tycoon. Dino Park Tycoon is correct. I loved that one as well. That's a good one. You always felt like you made it once you got to the T-Rex. Yeah, it was like I remember in like schools, like you get to go to the computer lab and like that's it was that or Oregon Trail, like those yeah. are the two that everybody was playing. Or where in the world is Carmen? San oh Diego. yeah, yeah, that's a good San one. Diego. That was yeah. a good one. So, all right, Matt, we're back to you. All right, let's try sports this time. Okay. <laughs> it's still the nineties. Wow. All right. Peyton Manning was selected first in the 1998 NFL Draft by the Indianapolis Colts, but for the second pick, the San Diego Chargers branched out for what Washington State QB who was famously a bust? Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf is correct. Knew you'd knew that one, Jeremy. What's your next category? Uh, let's go literature. Yeah, coming at ya. I swear the dice aren't loaded. It's the 90s. <laughs> okay. Starting in 1992, Marvel released a series of comic books set in what distant year? Three of the initial four titles launched starred futuristic takes on pre-existing characters like Doctor Doom, Punisher, and Spider-Man. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, the Spider-Man version of this on Friday. I'm pretty sure that's 2099. It is 2099. Correct. All right, we're moving along. Matt, what category would you like? Let's try TV. Your decade is the 2000s. <laughs> okay, all right. I think we're still steering modern anyway. What show debuting in 2001 has used cave spiders, maggots, and cow penis as part of various food stunts to scare their contestants? If that's... Fear Factor. It is Fear Factor, among many other gross things. Yeah. yeah. That was a very 2000s show. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it It fit right into its spot. It actually went a little too long. It, it should have stopped like probably like three years early. Wasn't that hosted by Joe Rogan? It no. was. The grossest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> if you could make it past the host, anything is easy. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Jeremy, what would you like next? Um, let's go music. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. I think that's upside down with the way this has been going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. For Jeremy, what King of Soul had a total of 29 singles that charted in the top 40? He was shot and killed at the age of 33 on December 11th, 1964. Though ruled a justifiable homicide by self-defense, conflicting statements left by, by the witness uh, left the case controversial. 
Um, say King of Soul. First thing that comes to mind is James Brown. So I'm going with that. James Brown is incorrect. I didn't think he was shot and killed, but he I, was certainly King not of Soul. Like that's what I think of. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt, can you steal? I also thought he was the King of Soul, but I, uh, shot and killed. I think that's. Can you read it one more time, just so I make sure I didn't miss anything. Of course. What King of Soul had a total of 29 singles that charted in the top 40? He was shot and killed at the age of 33 on December 11th, 1964. Though ruled a justifiable homicide by self-defense, conflicting statements left by the witness left the case controversial. I say Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is incorrect. Is it Sam Cooke? James Brown is the godfather of soul. Yeah. Sam Cooke is the king of soul. Yep. Yeah, that clicked afterwards. <laughs> yep. Carry up. That was it. All right. Uh, where were we at? Jeremy, I think you're picking. No, no, no. Uh, no I, that was me. I My picked bad. music. My bad. Uh, news and politics. Okay. We're back to the 90s. RSS is a web feed that allows users and applications to access updates uh, to websites in a standardized, computer-readable format. RSS was initially released in 1999 by Netscape. What does RSS stand for? I'm sure you knew that where that was coming. I did. And just so you know, Jeremy is an IT guy, he mentioned uh, earlier. I did remember that. <laughs> so many of these, and I have no idea what the RSS stands for. I've seen this so many times. Um, yeah, I really don't even have a clue. Um, let's just say routine subscription service. Routine subscription service is incorrect jeremy can you steal um so not only am i an it guy i've had multiple podcasts in the past and have helped people set them up and first thing you want to get going is an rss feed or what i believe is really simple syndication it can be called either a really simple syndication or an rdf site summary yes really simple syndication is correct and acceptable all right getting the steal and we have left Fashion, slang, and food. Jeremy, which way do you want to go? Let's go slang. And your decade is the 50s. What Australian slang for vomit had its first recorded use in the 1950 novel A Town Like Alice by Neville Shute? The Australian slang? Is this what we're this is what we're doing now? Alright. Uh, you know what? We've used a lot of other slang questions. We are going to Australian slang, obviously. <sighs> Let's try to come up with one that sounds that maybe it didn't come from here. They're people too, Jeremy. They're people too. <laughs> uh, they are. And they're animals, I'll try to kill them. Yeah. True. And so that means they're harder. They've gone through na uh, natural selection far faster than us, so they're better than us in every way. Think about that. <laughs> Um, oh God, it, it's, oh, I don't want to say the other ones I'm thinking of out loud. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to guess one that I know has been around for a long time and isn't really used as much anymore and go with spew. Spew is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? No. Um, 
I don't think it's knifey spoony, which is my favorite Australian slang, but um, I don't know. Just picking random words. Let's try. I don't know. Let's try upchuck. Upchuck is incorrect. Uh, John, do you know this one? No. Okay. All right. Well, if you listen to the uh, 80s song Land Down Under, uh, he does talk about it, and it is chunder to chunder. That is to vomit. Sure. It is. (laughs) I I thought it was an easy question. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a gimme. All right. Guess not. All right, Matt. Do you want fashion or do you want food? Well, at the risk of chundering all over this one, I'll take food. (laughs) And it is also the 50s. Wow. All right. We're going to the other side of the world. What Brazilian fast food chain was founded by the American Brazil tennis champion Robert Falkenberg, who won the Wimbledon tournament in 1948? The first store was opened in 1952 in Rio de Janeiro and is the first Brazilian fast food chain and named for its founder. Uh, Let's try that one more time. What Brazilian fast food chain was founded by the American Brazilian tennis champion Robert Falkenberg? Uh, He won Wimbledon uh, back in 1948 and the first store was opened in 1952 in Rio de Janeiro. It's the first Brazilian fast food chain and was named for its founder. I realized we were playing the international edition this week, so I didn't really pay. Hey, hey, people all over the world can listen to this one. Thanks to RSS feeds. I'll let you know. It makes it, makes it easy for them. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really simple. Really simple. Yeah. Really simple, yeah. Syndication all over the place. Um, I have no idea. Let's say this was the origin of Bob's Burgers. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, it's it's simply called Bob's, but they are known for burgers. <laughs> so I was going to make the same joke if it yeah. got to me. And I saw Adam's face. And I'm like, you just got that. I, <laughs> yeah. I almost so, called it Falkenburgers at first, but yeah, so, so <laughs> glad it was the right part of the name. So one of theirs is called the Big Bob, which is their most popular burger. It is made with two hamburgers, onions, and uh, leaf hickory, ch- chicory, chicory. Is that hickory? It's chicory. It's a chicory. it's a it's a it's a lettuce. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it's Bob's, and they do fast food burgers. So it's not Bob's Burgers, but it's Bob's. So you're you're I'm gonna get that one to you. So, all right, that is gonna leave fashion for Jeremy. Yay! Please, please let it be a hair question. Please let it be a hair <laughs> question. <laughs> that would be like the fourth or fifth time it's a hair yeah. question. If that's the case. All right. Well, let's see uh, what happens in the two thousands. What American sportswear company established in 2000 is known for its colorful trousers? Golfer John Daly was seen wearing their clothes on the European tour and would enter an an endorsement deal with the company. Daly fits the brand perfectly as he's known for his boisterous personality. Um, God. (laughs) Think of American sportswear companies alone. Some coke went down the wrong tube. It's supposed to go up your nose, Jeremy. Not, yeah. <laughs> not, not that type of coke. <laughs> um, God. Read it one more time. Please. Of course. <laughs> what American sportswear company established in 2000 is known for its colorful trousers? 
golfer John Daly was seen wearing their clothes on the European tour and would enter an endorsement deal with the company. Daly fits the brand perfectly as he's known for his boisterous personality. God. <sighs> I'm just going to name a sportswear brand because I have no idea. I don't know which one would have colorful trousers. Um, all right, let's go champion. I don't know. <laughs> champion is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? No, I have no idea. Um, I can't even think of a good athletic wear company that it could be. So maybe I'll just I'm hoping boisterous is a clue and just go for a synonym. Maybe there's a company just called like, I don't know, Brash. That's what I'm going to go with. Brash Golf is incorrect. It, it That was, yes, boisterous was the clue. And I almost guarantee you've all kind of seen it because there is like those memes you've seen of John Daly just kind of like looking like that. And he is wearing, I believe, these pants. It's called Loudmouth Golf. Yeah. Loudmouth trousers. That is, that is so. very appropriate for him. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. That is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? All right. We got a close one. Jeremy's got 40 and Matt has 30. Yes, sir. Let's see how things uh, finish up in round two. All right. Well, Matt got to pick first in round one. So, Jeremy, you're going to pick for Matt to start off round two. What category would you like to give him? Oh, please just take the fashion. (laughs) Oh, please. Oh, please. All right. And the decade is the 80s. What shoe made of PVC plastic and sometimes infused with glitter comes from the French company founded by Tony Alano and Nicolas Guillon in 1980 in Paris. I don't even know why I'm asking this. Could you read it one more time? Mm-hmm. What shoe made of PVC plastic and sometimes infused with glitter comes from the French company founded by Tony Alano and Nicolas Guillon in 1980 in Paris? I have no idea. These almost sound like the shoes that Disco Stew wears on The Simpsons is all I can think of in my head right now, but I got, I got nothing. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to pass it over. I'm not even going to attempt to guess on this one. All right. Jeremy, can you steal? Maybe. Are, are these what jellies are? Jelly is correct. Jelly shoes, yep. I almost went the other way thinking, I'm like, that can't be PVC, right? But I'm like, oh, they're kind of plasticky and glittery, so mm-hmm. maybe. All right. Well, Jeremy got the steal, so Matt, you got to give him a category. Which one do you want to give him? Let's try uh, slang. Okay. And the decade is the 60s. Though further popularized by the show Seinfeld in the 90s and used as a way to shorten a story, what phrase was first popularized by the comedian Lenny Bruce in a 1961 stand-up bit? Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada is correct. Yada over the best part. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Matt? Uh, It might bite me, but let's go sports. Okay. Decade is the 50s. On February 15th, 1953, Tenley Albright became the first American to win the world title in what winter sport? Read that one more time. On February 15th, 1953, 
Tenley Albright became the first American to win the world title in what winter sport? I do not have a great thought on this one. Um, I'm just going to guess figure skating. Figure skating is correct. Wow. I was worried because it was not an Olympic year, so it wasn't an Olympics. So I had to figure out what they would do in non-Olympic years. All right. Now you get to give a category back to Jeremy. Let's give him music. The decade is the 70s. What 1970s supergroup was comprised of Keith from The Nice, Greg from King Crimson, and Carl from Atomic Rooster. What lucky men they were. Um, trying to remember the name. Uh, I, I'm assuming you didn't give me last names on purpose, which leads me to pretty much one supergroup. Is that Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Emerson, Lake, and Palmer is correct. All right. Jeremy, what do you want to give to Matt? Uh, let's go food. Okay. It's very neighborly of you. <laughs> Yeah, some food for Matt, and it is from the 70s. R.J. Grunts, a singles bar and restaurant in Chicago, opened on June 10th, 1971. It is known for introducing what concept with a buffet-style table on which components are provided for customers to assemble their own plates? I'm trying to think if there's a, a, a specific term that that would be. Um, I, I guess what I'm going to go with, it would just be self-service is the answer I'm going to go with. Self-service is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? Could you read it one more time? Mm-hmm. RJ Grunts, a singles bar and restaurant in Chicago, opened on June 10th, 1971. It is known for introducing what concept? with a buffet-style table in which components are provided for customers to assemble their own plates. Hmm. All you can eat? All you can eat is also incorrect. They invented the salad bar. Oh. No. <laughs> Looks right past that. Yeah. All right. Well, nobody got the point, and... I don't know. Where I'm, are we? Uh, Matt's picking. picking for Jeremy. All right, Matt. Left, we've got literature, news and politics, toys and games, TV, and movies. Toys and games. Oh, right up his alley. And it is from the 80s. And we have a question from Janelle Alvstead Matson. Thank you, Janelle. Published in 1985, what fast-drawing game went on to inspire several TV game shows and video games? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> read that one more time. Sorry. Sure. Published in 1985, what fast-drawing game went on to inspire several TV game shows and video games? Fast-drawing game? Um, is this Pictionary? Pictionary is correct. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for, like, the second half of that question. I'm like, you're done. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's done. Sometimes it's just that simple. All right. What do you want to give to Matt? 
Um, let's give him Literature. Yeah, Literature is coming at Matt this time. And it's also the 80s. What daily American comic strip created by cartoonist Bill Watterson was syndicated from 1985 to 1995? It was commonly cited as, quote, the last great newspaper comic. Oh, I should know this. Um, I'm not even one of the people that complains about comic book questions, but comic strip questions, much less good at. Um, like to keep you on your toes. I just, the life of me cannot think of it. I'm going to say Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is correct. Okay. Well done. Nicely done. It just, I got Dilbert in my head and it would not leave and it was just <laughs> driving me crazy because I know that's wrong. All right, Matt, we've got movies, TV, and news and politics. What do you want to give to Jeremy? Um, Let's give him news and politics. The decade is the 60s. The Compton's Cafeteria Riot occurred in August of 1966 in what district of San Francisco? It was one of the first recorded transgender riots in the U.S. in U.S. history, preceding the more famous 69 Stonewall riots in New York City by three years. I wonder if they prefer beef or pork. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad for that clue because I had no idea. I'm going to guess that's the Tenderloin District. Tenderloin is correct. Wow. I'm like, I don't know districts in San Francisco. <laughs> All right, we got TV and movies. What do you want to give to Matt? Uh, TV. Okay. And the decade is the 90s. And we got another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. This show about a popular teenage boy and his high school principal nemesis won over Ferris Bueller fans, boasting a three-season run and total of 73 episodes. 60 more than the actual Ferris Bueller TV adaptation. I wonder if Sarah Jessica guest starred in any episodes. Can you read that one more time? Mm -hmm. This show about a popular teenage boy and his high school principal nemesis won over Ferris Bueller fans, boasting a three-season run and total of 73 episodes, 60 more than the actual Ferris Bueller TV adaptation. I wonder if Sarah Jessica... Guest start, guest start in any episodes. Uh, I know the name of this, and I just I can't get the full title. It's, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna call it. It's just the Parkers. The Parkers is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? I think so. Uh, this is the show that popped into my head, and I didn't get the clue, and then it clicked, and I had to laugh. Uh, I think it's Parker Lewis can't lose. So I'm like Sarah Jessica. Like, what does that do with Buffy? And I'm like, oh, you didn't say Parker. Parker yeah. Lewis can't lose is correct. Mm -hmm. All right, that leaves movies for Jeremy. It does. And the decade is the 2000s. What 2009 film? that was nominated for six Academy Awards, was based on the 1996 novel Push by Ramona Lofton, better, better known as Sapphire. 
read that one more time because I thought I knew where you were going and it didn't go in that direction. What 2009 film that was nominated for six Academy Awards was based on the 1996 novel Push by Ramona Lofton, better known as Sapphire? Okay. <laughs> I think this is Precious. Precious is correct. Yeah. I thought you were going to swing and go, what was the name of the book? And then I'm like, crap. That is the end of round two, Adam. What is our score going into the final round? Well, I think I think what I think just happened, but I'm not very good at math, but we'll see. And Matt, Matt is confirming that right there was the nail in the coffin for Matt, the soul man, Cole man, as Jeremy has now more than doubled him up with 110 to Matt's 50. That is what I have as well. But, but you never know what's going to happen in the final <laughs> round. That's what makes it exciting. He doesn't care about a t-shirt. He doesn't care about the fame and glory and all the women that he's going to get after winning this <laughs> tournament. Uh, That's what you listen to. All, all, the, all the women he's going to get? Yes. His wife. <laughs> I'm a little delusional, but it's okay. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, did we do, I can't remember, John, did we do where one of, one of them's mine, one of, no, you, both are yours, right? Yeah, both are mine. All right, all right, so, uh, yeah, so that's the score. All right, well, let's have a little fun with the end here. Uh, Matt, what category would you like to throw in? Oh, sorry, Jeremy is in the lead, so Jeremy, what category would you like to throw into the final round? Uh, toys and games. Okay. And, decade is the 50s. All right, and Matt? Uh, sports. And that's the 60s. All right. So based on 50s toys and games and 60s sports, gentlemen, go ahead and write down your bids. I imagine this shouldn't take long. <laughs> Maybe. It no. I'm ready. <laughs> Jeremy, I need a verbal if you're... Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's start with 60s toys and games. The Hasbro prototypes for what action figure were originally named Rocky for the soldier... Skip for the sailor, and Ace for the pilot, before the more universal name was adapted in 1964. And your 60s sports question also comes from Janelle Alstead Matson. Thank you again, Janelle. The Snurfer was the first iteration of what sporting equipment? Though the Snurfer was invented in 1966, the sport it inspired did not start to take off until the mid 80s all right uh everybody out there i hope you guys have been enjoying our tournament we will be getting back to our regular play and we're really excited about that so all the new patrons and some of the old patrons who hasn't been on in a hot minute uh, will be getting back on uh, but i have really enjoyed this tournament it's been a fantastic run i think i i think we did a pretty good job of concising it to you know a nice uh tolerable amount of time as opposed to 10 months as opposed to 10 months, yes. Uh, but you know what? I hope you guys are enjoying it. And so I say today, I'm just going to promote Throwback Trivia Takedown. Keep listening to more of our show. And right, does anybody need any rereads? Yeah, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm ready. All right, let's find out what you put. Matt, were your, what were your answers to the questions? Uh, for Toys and Games, I said G.I. Joe. And for the sports one, I have no idea. So I went with, uh, well, as George would call it, I went with Frolf or Disc Golf. All right. And Jeremy? Um, I also went with G.I. Joe for the toys. It 
kind of made sense. And I also had no idea on the sports, but I took with what you said with snurf and figured that maybe that was surfboarding with an N, which would make it snowboarding. So I went snowboarding. All right. Let's find out the answers. In uh, 60s Toys and Games, the Hasbro prototypes uh, were for the G.I. Joe. And in sports, the Snurfer was the first iteration of the snowboard. So let's find out uh, what everyone bid. Matt, what did you bid? Uh, you know, it was a great game. Couldn't be, couldn't catch Jeremy. I bet it all, and lost for a second time on a snowboarding question today. So, <laughs> and Jeremy, um, I just played it safe. I went zero. All right, Adam, this should be easy math, and let us know who is our 2023 Patron Tournament Champion. Well, everybody, I would like to introduce you to your now current reigning TTT Tournament Champion with a score of 110 over zero, Jeremy Goodson is the champion of the day. Congrats, Jeremy. Well earned. I'd like to thank the Academy. Oh, wait. (laughs) Matt, great game. Seriously, I, I got a couple dice rolls come my way on that one, and it swung it. Yeah, great game. You got basically every steal that was available, so you definitely earned this one. All right, gentlemen. Well, you're both going to get a chance to uh, have some some words here. So, Jeremy, as you are our winner, we'll let you have the first word. Um, I think I, I'm just going to echo what I hear from a lot of other people out there, and I agree, is just be kind to each other. Be good to each other. Um, also, find a cause that you care about that helps people get involved. And on a personal side, uh, if you want to come check it out, Thursday nights we do trivia on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash LKJeremy. Uh, Brian Nash and I co-host a game, and uh, he writes the first four rounds because he writes it for his own show uh, that he does live at a bar. And then uh, I write round five based on a die roll at the end of each game, uh, which whatever place you end up in, if the die comes up with your team number, you choose the round five for the next week. And we have a little fun with that. So we'd love to have more people out there. 930 on Thursday nights central. And Matt. Yeah, uh, I'll echo what Jeremy said. Like I said, be nice to each other. Um, You know, do what you love and generally get involved. There's a lot of important causes out there, so definitely stay involved. And yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to promote. So listen to Jeremy. Like I said, he writes great questions. Obviously, he's very good at this and is a deserving champion. So looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on the tournament. All right. Well, thank you guys. And thank you all to all of our patrons who took part in the play in derby and all of the tournament games. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We're really excited to see how next year goes. So thank you again, truly from the bottom of our hearts. All right. For Jeremy, for Matt, for John and for myself, Adam, this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown. Thank you for listening to throwback trivia takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, Go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 